Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, and radio network. What do we have in store for you on this edition of the program? How about this? A little college football chaos. UCLA and Southern Cal headed to the Big Ten. What's next? One conference is going to get blown up. One major conference is going to be in a lot of trouble. It's going to be the Big 12 or the Pac-12. One of them is going to get destroyed. So the Pac-12 is already making moves. The Big 12, got to figure this out. You need to figure it out now. I mean now. So we're going to look at that. A little NBA cash blast. Over $1.5 billion worth of contracts handed out over the course of 24 hours. And for those that hate super teams, should love it. Should love it. If you complain about guys getting more money to stay at home, I I don't know what else you want with this. So we're going to go through and look at the guys that signed the big deals and what it means for the sport. And uh, Jersey Jump, as the NFL announces with a little over a month to go, actually it's a little less than a month to go, until preseason football starts, top jersey sellers in the National Football League. A couple surprises in here, so we're just going to share those with you as well. Remember... Harp on Sports, the bar, Instagram, Twitter, at Harp on Sports, the auditory route, podcast available for you, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel, Harp on Sports, the Facebook page, harponsports.com. Also, our article up, our most recent article this week at harponsports.com, five on-the-field things that baseball needs to happen over the course of the next decade to re-energize itself, to rise like a phoenix amongst its ashes. All right, going to start off with college football chaos. And let's face it, USC and UCLA to the Big Ten, it's monumental. It is, it's monumental. The Big Ten now controls the three major media markets. They've got Rutgers in New York, Metro. They're able to now hit LA Metro with USC and UCLA and Chicago Metro with, well, geez, I mean, any way you look at it, Northwestern, Illinois Champaign-Urbana down the road a bit, but they control those markets. Three biggest markets belong to the Big Ten. So they're talking about a billion-dollar contract for their TV deals. They could dole out almost a billion dollars, a hundred million dollars, excuse me, per team. Good gracious. When the when the Big Ten's talking like $90 million per team, and right now, you know, the SEC sitting there in the 40s and 50s, and the ACC, Pac-12, Big 12 in the 30s and 20s, it just it look, why would USC and UCLA do this? Because they're gonna get sixty million dollars more a year. What's this gonna do for travel? Only if they had airplanes. Had them for over a hundred years. Well, it's gonna be tougher, you know, the track and field teams, and yeah, it will be. You bet. But you and I both know it's like, well, what are they gonna get times for studies and all oh, you guys stop that stuff. College football, it, look, college sports, academics, tutors, these guys don't live in normal dorms, they don't go to regular classes, they never have. This is about football and it's about money. And what will happen is you'll just play two road games for every two home games. So you know, <laughs> traveling around the country for these other sports, what's going to happen? Well, you go play a series here and you'll play a series there. Baseball, it's going to get a little tricky, but they'll figure that out. Thing is, having an extra $60 million in your pocket, USC, UCLA, you'll be able to figure that out. It's about money, 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 money. And everybody that hates this, you hate it, but you love your teams on every week, don't you? People that don't like this. I don't like what's happening to college sports. 
I tell this to Gator fans. I, I don't like what's going on with this. Do you like watching Florida on TV every week? Oh, yeah, yeah, I get to watch them every week. This is the price you pay for that. Traditions die. So with the remote, you can fly. It's true. You're able to watch every game now. You didn't have that. 10 years ago, you didn't get to watch every game. 15 years ago, you didn't get to watch every game. SEC Network, Big Ten Network, you never miss a game. Every game's on TV. Every one. You never miss one. Wasn't that long ago that you had to pay for them. I mean, pay-per-view for them. It was a decade ago, you were paying to watch games. Now, you, you have your network, so you pay for the network, but you get every game, every single one. So your traditions die, but you pay an extra $2 a month. To me, it's a small price to pay. And this changes and things break up, and the only constants change. But through this, I started to think about what these other conferences need to do. And we find out that the Pac-12 has made a play to begin expansion talks. And I saw the, the, my favorite thing, and it's cute. It's just not, it's nonsensical that the Pac-12 down to 10, get back up to 12 by adding Fresno State and San Diego State. Uh, that's not going to cut it. It's not. <laughs> How's that? How on earth is that going to help you? If that's the case, Pac-12's hosed because the Big 12 will eat you alive. So if the Pac-12 is serious, they're down to 10, they need to add six teams. Here's what the Pac-12 should do. Oklahoma State, Baylor, TCU, Texas Tech. Grab those four schools out of Texas, Kansas, and UNLV. That's what the, that, that's what the Pac-12 should do. Now he's at Kansas football. You're, getting, you're grabbing basketball, but you're also adding what? St. Louis, Kansas City market. You're, you're reaching into a market that the Big 12 currently doesn't have. Remember, it's about TV markets. It's not necessarily about the quality of the programs. It's about TV markets. Watch UNLV ad. UNLV is already home to what? Or Vegas is already home to what? You got well, the Golden Knights. The Knights, right? You have hockey. You have baseball that's going to be on its way. And let's face it, it you, are, you have the Raiders. Vegas is going to be, it's going to continue to grow, continue to grow. You need to get into that market. So if the Pac-12 are looking around, trying to figure out what to do. Now that they use, you lose UCLA and USC, Oklahoma State, Baylor, Texas Tech, TCU. TCU gives you Dallas-Fort Worth, right? You add Houston, Baylor into the equation, Tech into the equation. You start Texas, the northern side of the state. So Dallas-Fort, TCU's the big one because it gives you Dallas-Fort Worth, the Pac-12, which Dallas-Fort Worth is what? Sixth biggest media market in the country? UNLV, Kansas really doesn't do for your media market-wise, but it balances things out there a little bit. So that's what the Pac-12 should do. You're going to raid the Big 12. You are going to one of the the Big 12 or the Pac-12. One of these conferences is going to get ripped apart. I think it's going to be the Big 12. I think the Big 12 is going to get ripped apart. So that's what the Pac-12 should do. The Big 12, looking around, what do they do? Well, the Big 12 is going to be to eight here in a year and a half, right? Because they're at ten. They're going to lose Oklahoma and Texas. They're down to eight. They've already decided to add Cincinnati, Houston, BYU, and UCF. So remember, the Big 12 is going to 12 here in two years anyway. Losing Texas and Oklahoma is a major blow. So the Big 12 sitting there now at 12, you got two choices. Either you raid the Pac-12 or you get raided. What should the Big 12 do? I wrote them down. Big 12, four teams, four schools. Washington, Stanford. Washington gives you Seattle. Stanford brings San Francisco into the equation, right? So you add media market seven and you add media market 12. Seattle 12, Oregon, you had Portland, Arizona State, you had Phoenix. So the Big 12 sitting at 12. Once you add Cincy, BYU, UCF, and Houston, I'm the Big 12, Washington, Oregon, Stanford, Arizona State. And then at that point, you'll cripple the Pac-12. You'll break them. 
Either the Pac-12 is going to break the Big 12 or the Big 12 is going to break the Pac-12. One or the other. And again, I, I look at this, and the Pac-12, you're not going to replace USC and UCLA from a swagger or tradition perspective. But if you add Oklahoma State, Baylor, Tech, Texas Tech, uh, TCU, you bring in Dallas into the equation, and then UNLV, you bring Vegas into the you, you can You can make some things happen here. But I put those six teams in there because that gets you to 16. And again, UNLV and Kansas I have on the other side, but the four that have to come are Oklahoma State, Baylor, TCU, and Tech. Now, you know, and again, when I saw the Pac-12 adding San Diego State and Fresno State, it's like, it's cute, we got to go bigger. Look, geographically, you got to get geographics out of it. Got to get geographics out of it. You know, in an ideal world, if you're a conference, you could start to kick schools out, but you can't do that, right? You just can't do that. Because in an ideal world, if you're these other conferences, you start to look around and go, no, wait a second here. I mean, the SEC, everybody always at the SEC wants to kick out Vanderbilt. Just get rid of Vanderbilt and um, Arkansas. No, no, no. The schools that need to go in the SEC are the Mississippi schools. They bring nothing to the equation. I don't think either of those, either of those markets aren't in the top 200 markets when it comes to media rights, like size of impact. In an ideal world, if you're the SEC, you'd like to boot both Mississippi schools and add North Carolina and Duke is what you'd like to do if you're the SEC. What you'd like to do. Actually, you'd like to add one of them. You don't need them both because you can get Charlotte without adding both of them. But they'd be a package deal, right? In an ideal world, in an ideal world, in a, in a purely ideal world, if you're the SEC, you'd like to add what? Clemson and Miami because that gets you the Miami market. That gets you the, well, I mean, Clemson really doesn't do much for your media market-wise, but football program-wise. Duke and North Carolina, you boot both Mississippi schools. Um, you boot South Carolina. They don't bring anything to the equation. Not in this instance. They don't. You'd boot South Carolina, you'd boot both Mississippi schools, and you'd boot Arkansas. Vanderbilt, you need for Nashville. Again, it's not about the quality of the program. It's about the media market. I think the Big Ten added Rutgers because why? Scarlet Knight tradition? They had them from New York. The reason the Big Ten is able to lure USC and Southern Cat or USC and UCLA in is because of the New York market. Because that New York market's got 11 million in the metro. Big Ten Network. It's about the networks. About the networks. Uh, to me, the ACC, they're, you know, they sit up 14. They're going to have to make a decision with Notre Dame here. They're going to offer Notre Dame. If Notre Dame says no, then you're the ACC. You, Clemson, Florida State starting to look around. You're going to have to add more media markets, bigger media markets, to attract attention. Remember, this is about the size of the market, not about the quality of the program. So I've got two things here. If you are, <laughs> if you're the ACC and you're thinking, okay, what, what, what can we do TV market-wise to up the payout per school to keep Florida State, Clemson, those schools happy? There's two markets that you can add. The programs aren't any good, but there's two markets that you can add. USF, because that gets you Tampa, which is a top 20 media market, and Temple, because it gives you Philadelphia. If the ACC would add Temple, gives you Philly. The ACC adds USF, gives you Tampa. Is it the sexiest thing in the world? No, it's not. But they're two top 20 markets. There's your play. That's it. Again, if Notre Dame doesn't come to, into the fold. Those, those are your two plays. Because I was looking up and down the eastern seaboard and looking across the country. If you're the ACC, I mean, it, technically, if you're the ACC, you could go get TCU. You could. And in that case, if you're the ACC and you go and you, you make a run at TCU and Baylor, you could do something like that. And TCU and Baylor coming in. Or, or TCU and Oklahoma State coming in, 
that if you want to make a football move, TCU and Oklahoma State, the ACC, that that may calm some things down. But again, TCU, IG, Dallas, Fort Worth, TCU is going to be the player in all of this. TCU is going to be the one the Pac-12 wants because it's Dallas, Fort Worth. TCU is going to be one the ACC wants because it's Dallas, Fort Worth. And you you can talk SMU as well, but it's not the same. It's not TCU. TCU is the crown jewel when it comes to this next layer of expansion. It just is. Now the Big Ten's always wanted to get their hands in Atlanta with Georgia Tech. You know they've talked about NC State at times because it gets you Charlotte. So guys, it's about media markets and media sizes. Um, if the ACC can't get their hands on USF and Temple, again, if it's about media market size, if you want to do a rounded out basketball conference, then it's Kansas and West Virginia. Now look, this happens if the Big Twelve gets raided. If the Big Twelve gets raided and the T- TCU's and the Techs. Texas Techs and the Oklahoma States get drug out to the Pac-12. Then if you're the ACC, you go get West Virginia and Kansas. Now that leaves schools like Cincinnati looking around, but you do that if you're the ACC, You want if, if you're a basketball guy. But again, the media moves that make sense to the ACC to get them the biggest bang for their buck, TV network-wise, you know, I, I mentioned Temple, USF, uh, Temple for Philly, USF for Tampa, TCU. You know, if I'm the ACC, I, I start nibbling around there. And I wrote these down just so you have an idea. Media market-wise, the Big Ten, New York, L.A., Chicago, one, two, three. The SEC's biggest markets are Atlanta, Dallas, and Houston now. Okay, what about the Big 12? Well, the Big 12 still has TCU, so they still have Dallas. And they still have Houston, with Houston coming in. That's another one, too. You know, they just joined the Big 12. But if, if you're the ACC, do you think you could talk? Houston's a good basketball school. Do you think you could talk Houston and TCU to come in? There's, you know, there you had, if you're the ACC and you can get TCU in Houston, now you've added the fourth and sixth biggest media markets. And now if you're the ACC, you're to 16, now you go. Now you can start cooking here a little bit. That's if you can get your hands on them. That's if the Big 12 gets raided. So the Big 12, either you raid the Pac-12 or the Pac-12 is going to raid you and you're the ACC. You know, you may be competing with the Pac-12 for TCU in Houston. See how it goes. But that's where you're headed. Now, if the Big Ten decides, hey, we're, we're not ha- – and the Big Ten says they're staying put at 16 for now. ACC, we're put at 16 for now. Because the S- if the SEC were smart, again, if the SEC really wanted to make a run at this, you go and you had – then you raid the ACC and you get Duke and Carolina, like I said, Miami and Clemson, and you kind of sit there. What about Florida State? You don't need the Tallahassee market. You, you decide. Do you want Florida State or do you want Clemson? Because North Carolina and Duke give you Charlotte. Miami gives you Miami. Nobody's going to be kicking schools out, but in an ideal world, you'd kick some schools out. In an ideal world, you'd, you'd split up rivalries, right? Because you don't need Wake, Duke, and North Carolina. You need the media market, but then you want the rivalry, and USC and UCLA were a package deal, so Duke and Carolina would be a package deal. Again, college football chaos. A little college chaos with you here as we head into the holiday weekend. So where does it end? It doesn't. Expansion in college football, look. What this is, we've talked about when Texas and Oklahoma joined the SEC, it was the beginning of the end for the NCAA. It's just speeding up now. You get to four major conferences. You take your four champions. You do your own playoff. You don't have to pay the NCAA anything. Schools won't monitor themselves. It'll be corrupt, but it's corrupt right now. Look at the NIL. There was a time where FIFA, soccer, was the most corrupt, and FIFA may still be the most corrupt. The Olympics were extremely corrupt. Nothing on college sports when it comes to corruption. Nothing now. College, you know, that that podium, gold, silver, bronze, soccer always had gold around its neck in terms of corruption. The Olympics was second 
with silver. College sports, third with the bronze. With AAU basketball and how slimy college basketball's got with NIL and collectives. Silver and gold. College, College sports is looking around going, give me a gold and silver, baby. I want some of that gold and silver. Bronze. We're not content on bronze. There you go. Switching gears. A little NBA hoops for you. Contracts over a billion and a half dollars, $1.5 billion in contracts going out to what? Seven players, eight players. And you know, people complain about how much money guys make now, but that's just the marketplace. That's how deals are done. You get your share of the market. I wrote them down. Jokic, five, two seventy, Denver. Now what, think about what these teams have in common. Jokic, five years, two seventy. Bradley Beal, five, two fifty one. Townsend Booker, 4224. That's Minneapolis and Phoenix. Zion, 5193, stays in New Orleans. Levin, 5215, Chicago. Levine, sorry. And John Morant, 5193, Memphis. Memphis has never won a title. Chicago hasn't won a title in 25 years. I know. Think about that. They haven't gotten back in 25 years. So the Bulls, it's been 25 years. Memphis, never won one. Pelicans, <laughs> the Suns, got there two years ago, a year ago, lost. Got there 30 years ago, lost. Timberwolves, never gotten there. Wizards, <laughs> Denver. Everybody likes to poke at the NBA and hate how like the Durants of the world and the Kyries team up and how these super teams are built. These guys aren't doing super teams. They're all staying at home. The one thing the NBA does better than anybody else is they incentivize you staying at home. You can make more money by not leaving. Now they're signing trades and ways out of this, and Rudy Gobert is getting shipped off, right? Minneapolis, Denver making moves, Rudy Gobert leaving. So all of a sudden, Minneapolis is just a beast. The Timberwolves are a beast all of a sudden. Wow. It'd be really nice when A-Rod moves them to Seattle. But this is what you want, isn't it? Everybody gets mad at the NBA. And, you know, a couple of years ago when you had, when it became what I call the partnership league, right? When KD and KD went to, I guess, Golden State. And you started to see guys start to, to pair up and everybody got angry. Look, I, underst- I understood that. But did it work for anybody? It worked for Durant when he joined a championship team, but the Nets were a failure. The Lakers are a success because they won a title, but think about where the Lakers are. In the three years LeBron has been there, what have they done? He got hurt. They won a title. He got hurt. Or they didn't get hurt. They were bad. So the Lakers have, well, actually, think about it. Good gracious. Four years, right? Four years. Got hurt. Win a title. Don't do anything. Don't even make the playoffs. It's hard to believe. You forget about how that COVID year pushed everything forward. So the Lakers, the Lakers won what? Lakers have won. Only time the Lakers won a series is the year they won the title in the bubble. The Nets disaster. Everybody else that's teamed up, it just hasn't worked. Now it's stripping certain teams of their souls. Right? Like the Pacers, the Pistons. These teams are just the magic as they try to navigate this and try to bring in some talent, Oklahoma city. I I get it tough, but 
you have to love, you know, if, if you hate these contracts today, it, it, you either can be one of two things. You either can be pro building big threes through your own entities or you're pro this. The NBA catches a lot of flack for a lot of things. And look, so do a lot of sports. But this is one thing the NBA gets right. And everybody should be celebrating these deals today. Not talking about how bad they are, how awful they are financially. Should be celebrating these. Who I don't know. Well, Jaw doesn't, you know, Jaw deserves it, but Zion doesn't. Well, what are your other choices? You're going to let him walk? At least with Zion in New Orleans, just sign him to this deal. And then what? You sign him to this deal. If, it, if it, you can build around him there, you build around him there. If it doesn't work, you trade him. You get five first round picks for him. So, again, I, I, I look at these deals. Nuggets, Wizards, Timberwolves, Suns, Pelicans, Bulls, Grizzlies. None of these teams have won titles. So I can't, the, the team that's won a title, the, the soonest of all these. Zach Levine. His Bulls, 25 years ago, won a title. 24 years ago, won a title. Griv's never gotten there. Pell's never got there. Suns got there two years ago. Got there twice the last 30 years. Should have won one with Nash and Stoudemire, but hey, Wizards, Nuggets, good for them. Good, good for these teams. And there's more on the way. There's more big ones coming. Who knows what? Who knows what you're going to get when you start to look at um, what Harden's deal in Philly looks like? There's Philly, another team that tried to build a big three. Just didn't. Should be celebrating this. Um, wanted to wrap with this little jersey jump. NFL jerseys. Here we are, the month of July, and pre-agency's a couple months in the rearview mirror. NFL drafts two, three months in the rearview mirror. So now you start to look at, okay, we're getting ready to hit the preseason. Who's buying things up? And again, this is just, what does this tell us? It doesn't tell us a ton, but it shows you how eyeballs start to move a little bit based on organizations. Now, look, it doesn't surprise me at all that Kenny Pickett with the Steelers is in the top five because... Ben Roethlisberger's gone and Steelers fans are buying Steelers stuff. That doesn't surprise me at all. Kenny Pickett's number four. Russell Wilson, number one in the NFL. New Jersey sales. Russell Wilson. Yeah, he's with the Denver Broncos. Now the Broncos are going to snatch up. Anytime anybody shifts a team or you draft somebody new, I fully expect this. My faith is a little restored in Cleveland Browns fans because Deshaun Watson's not in the top ten. I thought, oh boy, about Deshaun Watson's number one in jerseys. But he's not. So, Russell Wilson at one doesn't surprise me. Josh Allen at two. Josh Allen's been in Buffalo for a while. So the fact that Josh Allen is the second biggest Jersey purchaser, what does that tell you? That tells you the bills influence and reach is expanded beyond Buffalo. The NFL naturally is expansive anyway, but you get to that market where you start to win and you're successful. Everybody starts snatching up your stuff, even though you may have been with the team for the longest time. So Russell Wilson, brand new team. Number one, Josh Allen he's with his team for five years. Number two, Devontae Adams, new team, number three. Devontae out with the Raiders, Raiders, number three. So one and three new teams. Kenny Pickett, new team, number four. Number five, Tom Brady. He's with his third year with the Bucks, but it is Brady. It surprises me a little bit, but he's Tom Brady, so I get it. It's a Michael Jordan factor for his sport. Mac Jones in year three, Tampa. Tampa, excuse me. <laughs> Whoops. Year two, New England. Uh, Cooper Cup, L.A., I get it. Because if you were a Stafford guy, yeah, you got your Stafford stuff next, last year. I don't know how big of a Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald. If you're a Rams, oh, oh, he's our guy. Justin Herbert, eighth on the list. 
Mahomes 9, Burrow 10. So, quarterback, 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 quarterback. Six of the 10 quarterbacks. Receiver, receiver. See where we're going, right? So, seven quarterbacks, three receivers. Is that right? Quarterback league. It's an offensive league. So NFL jersey sales, what does it tell you? Everybody complains about, oh, you know, put a skirt on them. Defense, you know, defense wins championships. Not really offense wins championships, but fine. You want to play that game. But look what people like. Look what people purchase. Quarterbacks, receivers. People love that stuff. Jersey sales prove it. Again, what does this mean in the grand scheme of things? I, I think it's more of a testament to the guys that have been with the same team for a while. The fact that Brady... You know, if this were year two in Tampa, maybe, but it's in year three. So the fact that Tom Brady's still in the top five in jersey sales is pretty impressive. Josh Allen, three. It shows you the reach of the the, the Bills. Um, Mahomes at nine. Look, if you're a Chiefs fan and you don't have a Mahomes jersey already, I'm not a jersey guy, but th- th- these things are always interesting. Uh, again, my faith is renewed a little bit in Cleveland because Deshaun Watson didn't crack the top ten. You know, Colts fans not really buying up the Matt Ryan gear. Not Aaron Rodgers not in the top ten. You may say, well, if you're a Packers fan, you already got your Rodgers stuff. Yeah, but wouldn't that be the case for Josh Allen and Mahomes as well? Hmm? I, yeah. Maybe, maybe this is one that, no no Tua, no, all the moves that the Dolphins made. Think about the Dolphins. Here's Miami. Tyreek Hill's not on here. Think about Cooper Cup's on here. Devontae Adams goes to the Raiders. The Raiders, Devontae Adams is number third in jersey sales. Tyree Kill goes to Miami, not in the top 10. Kyler Murray, not in the top 10. The fact that Kyler Murray's not in the top 10 and, and, and Herbert is, Mac, Mac Jones is in the top 10, but Kyler Murray's not? Just a couple things. Ding, ding, ding. Pay attention to. Justin Fields not in the top 10 Chicago? So your teams have certain reservations, don't they? Philly, Jalen Hurts, not in the top 10? No, you can look at the Giants and the Jets and say, okay, whatever. But just interesting stuff. Nobody in Carolina? Davis Mills, not, nothing in Houston. Harvard Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe. Remember, at Harpon Sports Twitter, at Harpon Sports Instagram, Auditory Route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Harpon Sports Facebook page, Harpon Sports YouTube channel, HarponSports.com. Check it out, our latest article up there. Uh, the five on-the-field things, on-the-field, that Major League Baseball needs to happen in the next decade to rise like a phoenix amongst its own ashes. So you can check it out there as well. Enjoy your 4th of July weekend. And remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein, have fun with your friends.